Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listen, all you New Yorkers. You taxi. Okay, we're looking around. This is the 77 WABC minicast. We have uh, New York State Comptroller Tom DiNapoli, who was also let's have there. Governor pa- let's have Governor Patterson introduce him since yeah. you introduced him the last jumper. time. The jumper. The jumper goes first. Yes. And Rabbi Patashnik's <laughs> uh, big dinner. And he is halfway through his fourth term as a New York State Comptroller uh, elected by the Assembly in 2007. He's done a great job. Works with people on both sides of the aisle. Uh, please welcome the controller of the state of New York, Tom DiNapoli. This is a common sense lineup there. And John and Rita and David uh, and Judge Weinberg, I didn't see you there, Ed, last night. You were there in spirit. Yeah. It was a positive evening. John, you're right. What a week. Uh, but it was a good feeling, serious conversation, but honoring two special people, Reverend uh, A.R. Bernard, who's on your, your Sunday show with Rabbi Joe. And Keith Kantrowitz, and of course the acrobatics of David Patterson were the highlight. But the message was: I would have unity. videoed it. Yeah. I would have videoed you it if, video he, if it. he gave me a hint he was going to do it. <laughs> so, so, we, so, so, Tom, walk us through. Was it yeah. how good was the jump? Because I missed it. I'm hearing all about it. <laughs> Let's just say my 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 heart was up in my throat when I saw it. <laughs> That's right. And you should have seen Mary. Pa- Patterson's face when he did it. <laughs> wow. Did, did Mary sure know you were going to do it? No, I, I didn't sure. tell her. <laughs> oh, so he, it was spontaneous. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. saying? Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> but Rita, shout out to you for what you're doing for the veterans. You do it all the time. November is a special month because of Veterans Day. And, and your Thank Back you. the Blue segment on your evening show, we love it. And John, Rita does Thank a great you. job at night. Really, really and truly, I enjoy listening to her uh, all the time. But Tom, um, thank you. We also have to be positive that um, with all the troubles that are going on, uh, we do have to have uh, an ability to come together. You know, I look at the numbers all the time. John always asks me how we're doing. You know, could we be doing better? Absolutely. But, you know, the latest numbers that are coming in, certainly for the state, we're ahead of projections. That's good news. The negative, though, is the projections were lowered, right? So when you're talking about budget, Governor Patterson knows this well, you know, it's what's coming in versus your projections. So when we saw earlier in the years, we talked about on your show that we were falling short of projections, they actually lowered the projections. So now we're ahead of where we thought we would be. We're behind where we were last year, but at least we seem to be on target for this year's budget to stay in balance. Next year, though, we do have those out-year gaps. They've been slightly reduced. It's still going to be a challenging budget year. New York City, even a bigger issue. Why? You talk about a lot on your show, the cost of the migrants, the asylum seekers, the city can't bear all that on its own. The state, state is helping to an extent. We continue to need support from Washington financially to deal with this crisis. We also need a saner policy on immigration and how the border is being handled. It is still a big issue in our community. And, uh, and Gut Patterson, you have a question also about transit. You were so, talking. Mr. Controller, uh, uh, trans, uh, Secretary, Transit Secretary uh, Budovich was in in uh, town yesterday, and he did yeah. a kind of a town meeting 
over at the MTA, and they are talking about the $3.4 billion. They'll expand the Second Avenue subway and other needs that they have. They don't seem to have changed their projections while the state has changed its. And at some point, um, I think that their representation, that they're going to have the Second Avenue subway finished by the time that they say it will, will not come true. Well, you know, with those big ticket items, right, it's, it's, it's always the challenge because you put certain numbers out. Um, you certainly saw the Woody Side Access. And by the time the project actually got done years later and billions of cost overrun, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. It, 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 they, it falls off in terms of what's projected. That being said, the MTA is in the best financial shape it's been in in a very long time. They got a big infusion of money from the state this past year. Uh, you know, we could debate about congestion pricing, and that's not totally done, but that's going to be a help to the capital program as well, assuming that it, it, it comes uh, to pass. You saw the increase in the mobility tax. That's some more revenue. The federal money through the COVID challenge kept the MTA afloat. The ridership is not back where it was pre-pandemic, but it is in that 60 to 70 percent range. And the MTA really depends on the fare box. So we do need safety on the subways, cleanliness, people using the trains and the subways and the buses again. That will ensure that the MTA's projections will hold together. So I would say, though, Governor, though, compared to what we were talking about with the MTA a couple of years ago, they're in the best condition they've been in a long time. What they have to focus now on is service and, and, and safety and keeping the, uh, the system in a, an efficient use so that people want to, will want to be on the trains and want to be on the subways and want to be in the buses. So we can't let the system deteriorate. That's why those capital expenditures are so very important. Great to hear that. So, Mr. Controller, Ed Cox here. Uh, hey, Ed. Those out years you discussed, if you yeah. – three years – over the next three years, you're talking about $36 billion, maybe a little bit better well, now. They, they lowered it. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they lowered, lowered it a little bit. It's down to like $21 billion, so it's a little, little lower. But uh, there's still gaps. There's, there's still, still gaps. There's still gaps. And uh, what is the rainy day fund? Can that cover it? And what else is there? Is there any COVID funds left over to cover it? And uh, what happens if there's a recession? Well, the, well, that the last point is the big question mark, the big uncertainty. We don't obviously we don't have an answer that they've been projecting that recession for how many months now, and it hasn't been happening. But the rainy day funds are strong, and they've been in in a long time. You know, over nineteen billion. However, uh, they should really be there for for a true emergency. I think we would make a mistake to just always, you know, you know, spend yeah. down those rainy day funds. That you know, they're really there for true yeah. emergencies. So we shouldn't use rainy day funds as an excuse not to have fiscal discipline to make sure that when the budget decisions are being made, that spending and revenue is aligned. And that's always the problem, is that decisions are made often on spending that have implications in, in the out years. Uh, they're not accounted for, though, and that's how you end up with budget caps. And, and that's been a recurring problem in New York for a long time. We, we avoided it for a couple of years when we had all that federal money, but now we're back to it. You know, we, we, During better times, some new programs, worthy programs, uh, were initiated without necessarily the funding there to back it up. It's the same issue that the city is facing as well. So that's why I always say for, for my, my friends in the legislature and certainly with the governor, whenever decisions are being made, don't just look about balancing the budget for the current year you're working on. You've got to look at the out years. We don't do as good a job on that as we should Tom, both for the city and for the state. Tom, it's Richard Weimer. It was good seeing you last night. Yes. I want to ask you this question. You said that the, you Change your projections. The projections are down. Is there a correlation between the loss of population here in New York State and projections going down? Well, there's no doubt that we are uh, losing population. And in terms of taxpayers, 
there's there's a, a higher migration of people at the upper income end. And, and you know, rough numbers, the top 1% of our taxpayers pay for about 40% of the personal income tax revenue, which is the biggest source for the state uh, of our revenue. So we're very reliant on it. And, and certainly, that is an issue. Uh, I, it's not the stampede out of New York that some people sometimes describe, but those that say we're not losing people are wrong. We're losing people, and we're losing people at the upper end uh, who carry a great deal of, of the freight. So I think we need to be very mindful of that so that when the budget is being worked on, Governor Patterson remembers these days well as governor and, and as a member of the Senate, when you have to make tough choices on, on, you know, on spending or revenue, uh, very often the decision is still made to do the spending, sometimes to raise taxes, and we're a very highly taxed state. Or the third alternative, which concerns me as controller, if you don't want to make a tough choice on spending or on, on taxes, you borrow. Right, and, and New yeah. York is 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 one of the most, and by some measures, the most heavily indebted state in, in the nation. We pay our bills, we have good credit rating, but at some point, God forbid, we really do have a severe downturn with the economy. We're not going to be able to borrow our way through it as well. So it really gets back to making smart choices at the front. And I think yep, Governor, Hoch, yeah. Governor Hochul's been, you know, signaling that it's going to be a tougher budget year next year. We all have to be mindful of that. Tom right. DiNapoli, thank, thank you. you so much, and uh, thank you for bringing everybody up to Dayton. And we hope New York does great because we live here, and God bless you, and uh, God bless America, and God bless New York. Thanks, thank, you. thank you. Thank you, Tom. Everybody. Rita. Care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.